Welcome to Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about the, the various levels of growth unto perfection in the body of Christ. We see also that in Romans 9, 10, and 11, that Paul gives us the mystery of the olive tree. There's one olive tree. The natural branches were literally cut off. Uh, blindness in part happened to Israel until uh, the fullness of the Gentiles become in. That the wild olive branches were grafted in. One olive tree. And of course the olive tree being the what is made up the cherubim, the cherub of glory are made of olive, an olive tree overlaid with gold. Various trees in the Word of God, but the olive tree, the two olive trees we're going to see in Revelation 11, speaks of a growth, not of Pentecostal, but all the way to tabernaclist, tabernacles, and that of overcomers. Now, everyone begins as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, they may grow thereby. Well, everyone knows that. Uh, Paul says in Hebrews 5 that these, uh, when it need to be, uh, you need to be teachers, you need to be first, again, taught their first principles are the oracles of God. And at that point, he said, for those babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. And that word of righteousness, the word of reconciliation, where their forerunner has already entered in. Now, grace, we literally are in grace and saved by grace through faith. But grace reigns through righteousness. And it's very important to see how grace reigns. Everybody says, well, grace is just the unmerited favor of God, and it applies to everyone. This is a true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But we see that there's a condition on that. That grace reigns through righteousness, Romans 5. That as sin reigned by death, now grace reigns through righteousness. And that righteousness is not of the law, Paul said, that I may not be found of God, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. So faith requires going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and we're earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, what is that faith? Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We see that the things that are seen are temporal, the things which are not seen are eternal. And faith is the spiritual truth in the sea of knowledge of that before the throne of God, God that sea of glass. Perfect glass no spot or blemish in it. It's the knowledges of God. But we have to add to our faith virtue. Now, virtue is a virtuous woman that we don't uh, whore ourselves around with various spirits that we're true to the Lord God. So we add to our faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. Knowledge will be increased, but we're talking about the knowledge of God for my people perish for lack of knowledge. That knowledge we get through the Word, and that's how we do the will of God, because in Romans 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. Now the question arises in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. The constitution is what constitutes the kingdom of heaven, the bylaws. And in Matthew 7, Jesus makes a startling statement and says that not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Well, no one can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. And that Lord is Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Spirit of God, the Lord Jehovah, the Tetragrammaton, the yod ha And Jesus said, not all that say unto me, Lord, will be able to enter in. Then they will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. We've cast out devils in your name and we have prophesied in your name. And the Lord will profess unto them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you, for you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. You didn't do the will. The only way to do the will of God is through the word and the Holy Ghost leading and guiding into all truth, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, thereby doing the will of God and whatever call that you're called, you make your calling an election sure. So the body of Christ is called to take up arms and to fulfill whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. That army, the church, the body of Christ has to come together in the unity of the faith unto the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge of the Son of God in Ephesians 4 is not just knowing Jesus after the Spirit, not after the flesh. But it is epigonosco, not gonosco. A gonosco would mean we know Jesus after the Spirit, not after the flesh. But this is epigonosco, much higher in faith. That is, uh, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man. For that's the reason why God gave the fivefold ministry. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith, until the knowledge, epigonosco, the knowledge of the Son of God is coming to the full image of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, Paul stated that whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. And those that he predestinated, them he also called. Them that he called, he also justified. And them that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Well, the Lord is that Spirit. And he has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. How do we know the mercy. How do we know grace? It's through the Lord Jesus Christ, which, which is uh, the personification, the essence of truth. He is that spirit of truth. He is the way and the life. This is he that came by grace and truth. Jesus is the express image of the Father. He is the image of the invisible God. You've seen Jesus. You have seen the Father. The words that he speak, he said, are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me, never ever to leave. He's the one doing the works. 
He's the one healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loosening the dumb tongues, the lame, walking the captive, going free. And blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. In Jesus, that is in Christ, that is the fundamental foundation of the church, is the revelation of Christ that we have to abide in the doctrine of Christ. To be an overcomer is only in, through, and by Christ. Through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to each of us that we might escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature. Christ, first and foremost, as we have mentioned before, is the Spirit of God. Christ was not crucified before the foundation of the world. The Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world was in God's plan. It was in his logos, his word, which is his thought, plan, purpose, and will. But there was no lamb in heaven that was slain and blood shed in heaven. They talk about uh, Isaac and the ashes of Isaac being the first Messiah slain before the foundation of the world. That is a total lie. There's no such thing as a spiritual lamb, as a spiritual ram whose horns were caught in the thicket when Abraham was going to offer Isaac on Mount Moriah. We find that when they were going up to Mount Moriah, the doctrine of Christ is very simply taught there. Isaac asked his father, where we have all the, all the other uh, wood and all that we need for the sacrifice, but where is the sacrifice? Notice what Abraham said to Isaac. He said, God will provide himself. Not what God will provide for himself. God will provide himself a sacrifice. It was God himself that sacrificed himself in his own body of flesh and blood. Christ is that Hamashiach. He is that Messiah. He is the self-existent, eternal spirit of God. Not God Jr., not a second person of the Godhead. There at Mount Moriah, as Abraham was going to slay his son Isaac, there was not a spiritual lamb, a spiritual ram. That was a regular ram. A ram, just like Jesus will be one of us and Adam after the fall. Because God did not take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the seed of Abraham. Not a spiritual body, but a natural body of flesh and blood. In the doctrine of Christ, we find that we must look at the revelation of Christ, the Christos, the Hamashiach, the Messiah. In 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, very important as Peter had the keys to the kingdom, given to him in Matthew 16. Jesus asked his disciples, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now the Son of Man has nothing to do with flesh and blood. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Spirit of God. And we know this because John 3.13 states, Jesus speaking, 
No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Now the Son of Man, Jesus used some 81 times, speaking of himself in that kingdom office. And it said uh, that that Son of Man, regarding the Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed. Sealed. Secreted. Not only secreted, uh, but that forgetzo is a sealing of ownership. We know God as Gnosko. We know him after the spirit, not after the flesh. And blessed are those, Thomas, that have believed and yet have not seen. That is the body of Christ. We do it by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Therefore, in the Christ, the Christos, the Hamashiach, that seed of the woman, is and knows that promise was given in Isaiah 7. Ahaz asked you a sign in the heavens above or the earth beneath. Ahaz said, I will not ask the Lord a sign, neither will I tempt the Lord my God. God said, I'll give you a sign. The sign is a sealing. The sealing is the Son of Man. Him hath God the Father sealed. Now on the 19th of January, 2019, in Transmara, Kenya, Africa, the Lord visited us. As he visited me there, along with some other ministers, he said, seal my people. The word of the Lord came very succinctly. Seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now the sealing is ownership, but it's also a growth state, a state of growth. There's a sealing as newborn babes desire the sincere miracle of the word sealed by that spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, until the day of redemption. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. But there's a condition there. If we walk in the light. Now, if we walk in the light, that we find grace, the effectual working of the Holy Ghost upon our heart, and its outward reflection in life that where Christ will literally manifest through each of you believers, each of us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus said, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. But it's expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comfort of the Holy Ghost will not come. And Jesus has spoken that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. That is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus told his disciples, I'll pray the Father to send another comforter, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. They can't see him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Well, for that to happen, Jesus had to be glorified and receive that promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. That witness is literally the Greek word for mortars, literally sealing your testimony with your own blood, giving your lives a living sacrifice uh, 
there, which is our reasonable service, our sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. Then we prove what is that will of God for each of our lives. Then we abide in that calling where we're called and make that calling and election sure, doing the will of God. If we do not do the will of God, then we hear, depart from me, you that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God. And that is the working, what we think is God's will, but not according to his will, we work according to the flesh, not the spirit. So the only way we overcome and that grace works effectually through each believer is through righteousness. Grace works through righteousness. How is that? Well, righteousness is that Jesus came from and descended from the Father, proceeded from the Father. To proceed means he is that same spirit. It's like water comes over a waterfall and comes into a river. It proceeds from that waterfall and comes down into the river. That water that proceeded is the same water that was up there in the waterfall, which is now in the river. He proceeded from the Father, not a different spirit. The same spirit of the Father. One and the self, same spirit. That's the reason Jesus said in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Not whom, and H-U-N, a Greek word, meaning in a union, but heis, H-E-I-S, meaning one and the self-same spirit. The difference between the Father and the Son is the Father is a self-existent eternal spirit of God, which is the invisible spirit. The Son of God is that invisible spirit revealed, manifest, seen, and we find that mystery of godliness without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy 3.16 For God, God himself, was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Who? Not the Son of God. God himself was manifest in the flesh. The Son of God has two components. Number one, He is that Spirit. Always has been the Spirit and always will be the Spirit of God, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. The Son of God then has that Spirit, but it's manifest in a body of flesh and blood in the days of His flesh. In His glorification, that man was glorified back to the Father's own self with the Father's own self where he was before, John 17, 5. Now we're getting into the doctrine of Christ, the only true doctrine of Christ, not a second person of the Godhead, but God manifests in the flesh who is none other than Emmanuel, God with us. There Jesus asked his disciples, Matthew 16, who do men say that I, 
the Son of Man am? Well, if it was and had anything to do with flesh, well, no way could Jesus say in John 3.13, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And it's not flesh that was in heaven. It's his spirit. It's the kingdom of us. That's the reason when Jesus would cast out devils, he would say, if I cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. If I with the finger of God cast out devils, not the finger of the Son of God, the finger of God. He is God manifest in the flesh. The Son is not the second person of the Godhead. He is the Father of glory, for Christ is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Lord is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. In the days of his flesh, he humbled himself and took on not a celestial body, but a body literally formed of the woman. If you'll see in Isaiah 43.10, Thus saith the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, that's an invisible spirit, and my servant whom I have chosen. Well, that's the man, the servant. God took upon him a form of the form of a servant. Who is that servant? Well, we think that there's two there. Well, it's God the Father, that's Jehovah, and then Jesus, that's the Son, and they're two different persons. No, no, friend. Because in Philippians 2, 6, Jesus, who was in that form of God's Spirit, thought it not Robert to be equal to God. Nobody's equal to God except God himself. And made himself of no reputation. That means literally made void. Put a self-closed levitation upon himself. Made himself of no reputation. Not some. No reputation. Because he's laying aside his glory. Just like the Old Testament high priest did in Leviticus 16. Took off his garments of glory and beauty on the Day of Atonement and put on the linen garments. When he put on the linen garments, the high priest on that day was becoming one with the people and offering not only in his behalf but for all the people of Israel. Your Lord God, your great high priest, did the same for you in tasting death for every man. And that he made himself of no reputation. He laid aside his glory and beauty. Why would he do that? Because by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. Therefore, by one man, Jesus, the man, not some celestial being, the man, Christ Jesus. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world. Therefore, by one man, so my servant, make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also is a free gift of one. What? A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. God looked for a man, and he was wondered that there was no man. Therefore, he said, Mine own arm, my own arm of flesh, brought salvation to me, God said. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. In other words, Christ was in Christ, reconciling the world into Christ. Well, Christ is God. God is Christ. And we find that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10, as Peter had the keys to the kingdom. In his epistle, he tells us in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that the Old Testament prophets, 
That's Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, 14 minor prophets, all the way to Malachi. Search diligently into the grace that should come unto us. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit. That's a capital S. God is a Spirit, capital S. It's invisible, capital S. That Spirit of Christ, Christ is that Spirit, says so right there. Peter had that revelation. He was the one that spoke in Matthew 16. He's telling us in his epistle, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that all those Old Testament prophets prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. When it signified, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. So Christ the Spirit, somehow or other, is going to suffer. How will he do that? The Spirit of God can't be tempted, can't be tried, and certainly can't suffer and die. God cannot die. He self-exists in the eternal God Almighty. Howbeit, he looked for a man. He had to have a man because a man lost it. Only a man could redeem us back. And we find in Romans 8 what the law could not do. Romans 8, 3. What the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. How did he sin? Did the father, anywhere in the word of God, does it say that the father spoke to the son, this eternal son that was somewhere begotten in heaven up there? Nowhere in the scripture does it say that because he was not begotten in heaven. It, it was in God's plan, Logos, but it was not fulfilled because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. Whenever in the Mount Moriah with Abraham going to offer Isaac, it's not a celestial lamb. It's not a celestial ram. That's why a regular ram caught in a thicket. And was going to kill him and the angel spoke from heaven said, Do not do Isaac no harm. Found a ram caught in the horns in the thicket and offered him instead. And then he called the place uh, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. What did he provide? The Lord will provide himself. God himself is going to provide himself a sacrifice. And he did himself on that cross. How did he do it? There's a mystery. That's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. That mystery that we must hold to, which is the doctrine of Christ. Second John 9, if any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ, he hath not God. That means if we haven't seen and stood and established in the true doctrine of Christ, that he hath not God. That means is not saved, regardless of how many times we go to church, give tithes of all we possess and fast twice a week. Are all that missing in that revelation and not abiding in the doctrine of Christ. And if any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ, he has not God. Pretty strong. Then why isn't Christ taught? Well, because the devil doesn't want it to. We'll talk about blessings, prosperity plans. We'll talk about last day eschatology, uh, different things coming on the world, famine, blessed sword, noise and beast, everything but Christ. 
Why? Because it averts the truth. Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ is going to lead you, the Holy Ghost, because Jesus told them, told his disciples, look, I'm going to pray the Father send you another comforter, whom the world cannot receive, because it saith him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you coverless. I will come to you. Well, to do that, he's got to be glorified. He has to be glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. Acts tells us how Jesus uh, uh, there was glorified with that Holy Ghost, which is now being sent to you. Jesus is that spirit. See, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. You want to see the glory of God? Look at Jesus. And the next verse, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? The treasure of God. That treasure that will be revealed in the last days that Christ is in you and that Christ generation coming forth preaching this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness and all nations and then the end will come. That's the new thing. Not revival. Everybody said, well, it could be another revival. Not revival. In the third day, I'll raise you up. The third day, the third millennium, which we're in now, 2020. I will raise you up and you will live in my sight. Are you saying 2020 is that time that God is coming? No man knows the day or the hour, but we know the times and the seasons. And he said, come and let us return to the Lord. Hosea 6, verse 1. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. All this is God. Will there be evil in the city? I, the Lord God. Shall there be evil in the city? How the Lord God had not done it. Who did it? God did. God said, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. I do all these things. Deuteronomy 32, God does. Not the devil. God does. Now, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy what? You. Your victory. Your place in God. He doesn't care if you live to be 190 years old. As long as you do not live and Christ in you. For look at Galatians 2.20. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, Paul said, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Well, what did he say God? Because the Son of God is God manifest. He took on a body of flesh and blood. God himself, the Son of God, is the Father revealed. So in Philippians 2, 6, we have that great mystery revealed to us. Philippians 2, 6, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, form, morph, morpha, a permanent state, a permanent state, an essence of being. Jesus, who being in the form of God, his being, his essence, his being, being, form, morpha, what is that? God is a spirit. He was in that form. Not the Son of God, God himself. Thought it not robbery to be with God. Every attribute of God is God. He is love. He is power. He is wisdom. He is understanding. All of these attributes make but one God. Many different attributes, many different uh, majesties in the Lord, but there's only one spirit there. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. Well, wisdom, singular personal pronoun, Proverbs 8, 
Wisdom is God. But he said, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. With me is understanding. Well, that's not three different spirits, but it's three different attributes of that one spirit. By his power, wisdom, and understanding. Jeremiah 51, 15, he created the heaven and the earth. Three different attributes. One spirit, God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, Hashemayim, Bayert, Hayerts. God did it. He is the Allah through the top. He is the Alpha through the Omega. He's the A to the Z. He's everything God is and always will be and always has been God. Well, that God had to have a man because a man lost it. Adam, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. Now, sin reigns by death. Well, now grace comes by Jesus Christ. How does grace reign? Grace reigns through righteousness, Romans 5. But that righteousness has to be obtained through obedience. We're made the righteousness of God in Him. And He says, sanctify yourselves, holy, both spirit, soul, and body. So we go from justification, redemption, sanctification, sanctifying yourselves, holy, both spirit, soul, and body, and then glorification. Our vile bodies being fashioned like in His glorious body, whereby He's able to fashion all things, uh, subdue all things into Himself. Subdue all things to Himself well, through the body of Christ. Well, that, what is this doctrine of Christ that is so essential? That if any man abide not in that doctrine, he's not going to see God. Well, Peter had that first revelation of it in Matthew 16. Jesus said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Who do you say I am? Notice that Simon Barjona, Peter, said, Thou art the Christ. You are the Hamashiach. You are that God that is to come into the world, proceeding from the Father, coming into the world, and going back to the Father. And that's the reason Jesus, as the Son of Man, said, What then if you shall see the Son of Man ascend back up to where he was before? Well, because no man's ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven, John 3.13. Now we're getting into the doctrine of Christ. To get to be an overcomer, there is no other way than through Christ and in that revelation, Christ in you, that hope of glory. It is essential to salvation. It's not just ask Jesus to come into your heart. It's not just I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. He expects us all to grow up into him in all things being taught, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but to come unto perfection. Why? Because the bride hath made herself ready. He's not coming back for a church that is carnally minded, that is in striving, hate, murder, strife, all of these things. Are you still not yet carnal? To be carnally minded is death. Well, and we have the Spirit of God. Yes, but if we don't obey it, then it's carnal minded. Not a natural mind, it's carnal mind. You got the Spirit of God, we're just not obeying it. That's a reason in Romans 6. Coming to overcomers, that Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, to him that overcometh, 
is so essential. But it's only in, through, and by Christ. He that has begun a good work in you will perform it. Yes, he will until the day of the Lord Jesus. But it's also God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Not ours. We're told, well, I can have the house on the hill, mansions on the hilltops, stretch limos, and all this wonderful prosperity blessings, and give God a thousand, he'll give you back ten thousand, all this and this other garbage. But that's not God. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. Why? Because we have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. And thereby prove what is the will of God for our lives in doing it. Not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. So there is a next level of glory where newborn babes desire that sincere milk of the word. They may grow thereby. Well, well, most of the listeners, you've been in Christ. You've been in God for some of you. Not only months, years, several years. Some of them 50, 60 years. But then where are we headed now? Well, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. That light of God, which is the life, is now manifest in and through the body of Christ in greater, greater light coming from faith to faith, from glory to glory, unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, unto the perfect image of Jesus Christ. That's perfection. Somebody said, well, that'll never happen in the body of Christ because we're in the flesh. You can't be in the flesh. You have to walk in the spirit of life, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That revelation of Christ is what will get us unto not that first level of just newborn babies, babes, then we go to little children. How do we get there? I write unto you little children, the epistle of John, 1 John 2, 12 through 14. John is allowing us to see the different levels of growth in each of the ceilings in the body of Christ. That we believe that testimony of Jesus We have set that to our seal, that after we have received the word of God, we were sealed. We receive the word, we're sealed. It's the word that doesn't. The Holy Ghost revealing that word, growing up into him in all things. How? Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not conformed to the world, but you transformed. Well, that is essential for coming to be an overcomer which is still not the last state of glory that the body of Christ will be found in at the Lord's coming. That is so essential. What is these little what are these little children? What is that next step from babes to little children? Well, I write to you little children, first John two, twelve through fourteen, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you have known the Father. Two criteria there. You see the newborn babes, the newborn babes, they've repented. But that's not enough. They have one feast there that they have done. Feast of Passover. But there's seven feasts of the Lord, seven for perfection. They've only done one. In obedience, they have 
repented. That's the reason why in Acts the 19th chapter, Paul comes upon those same brethren there that had uh, uh, repented, but they had not received Christ in you, the hope of glory. They weren't filled with the Holy Ghost. Christ, that spirit of Christ wasn't in them. So Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, sir, we don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. We don't know what you're talking about. Well, we have Apollos, the silver-tongued orator of Alexandria, had been through there preaching the word only according to John, John the Baptist, baptism of repentance. And they had believed that. So Paul asked him, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Paul realized and perceived they didn't have the Holy Ghost. He heard no one speaking in tongues and the gift of the Spirit in operation. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Sir, we don't know. Never heard. We don't know uh, whether there be any Holy Ghost. Don't know what you're talking about. Then Paul said, under then, what were you baptized? Somebody said, well, baptism doesn't have anything to do with it. Oh, friend, yes, it does. That's your second feast of the Lord, that you eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood through the feast of the Lord, the Moed, the divine appointments of God with man. And every one of these feasts have to be experienced by you and me, the believers. The first one is that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the Passover, feast of Passover, feast of unleavened bread, and feast of first fruits. But how do we get into it? Well, Paul is telling them in Acts the 19th chapter. And to them, what were you baptized? You don't have the Spirit of Christ. You haven't been born of the Spirit. Since you believed, you believed, you followed Apollos' teaching there, but you haven't received the Holy Ghost. You haven't received Christ in you, that Spirit of Christ that should be in you, and the signs of that following the believer. So Paul asked him, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, sir, we don't know whether to be any Holy Ghost. He said, under then, what were you baptized? We got to get you to the next feast, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You've got one. You've repented. But now go on. Well, you felt great. Well, sure. Every time you go through and eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood at the feast, you're going to go to a higher level of glory. Sure, you felt the level of glory in repentance. But that's not all. There's much more glory for you. Much more glory for you as a believer. And especially at the coming of the Lord. So what's the next step? Well, the first one is repentance. They said we were baptized under John's baptism. Paul stated in Acts 19, well, John the Baptist, John truly did baptize with water under repentance. That's that feast of Passover. But he said you should look on him that should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because baptism and taking on the name of Jesus, now as many as been baptized into Christ, it's all the work of Christ, have put on Christ. That's your wedding garment. Well, that wedding garment has to be there. 
the king gave a great feast. And uh, uh, he told him, compelled him to come into my house and it may be full. But then when the king came down, he said, saw a man that had not on a wedding garment. What is your wedding garment? As many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. They didn't have it. Well, they were believers. They were there, but they're not going to be able to stay there. Why? Because they have not gone on unto perfection. They did not go on in present truth. And to lag behind and not walk in the light as he's in the light is backsliding as a backslidden heifer. So we must walk in the light as he's in the light and we're way on further down the road than just repentance. Now truly, godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation not to be repented of. But there's much more. You mean there's more glory for you as a believer? Yes. Somebody said, well, I was baptized by the Son Holy Ghost. You didn't take on the name. You see that revelation of the name. And it says there, the ones that follow the Lord Jesus, and they will see his name. And John talks about it. Have you believed in the name of the Son of God? You're saved through believing in that name of the Son of God. What's the name of the Son of God? Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. I, I just don't know. Well, his name is Jesus. I don't know what it means. Well, Jesus, his very name means he is God. He's the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is Jehovah. Is salvation. Manifest. Seeing, taste, handled of the Word of God. 1 John 1 verse 1. They not only handled, but they seen the Word of God. Jesus Christ. For the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. One in the self, same Spirit. Father's administrative office of that Spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit. Not three persons. Three different functions of the one Spirit. But it's not three different persons. It's one Spirit. And that is the deception that's gone through the land. Thinking there's a God-man. No. There's one God who manifested himself in flesh worked salvation in and of himself alone and went back glorified with the Father's own self. John 17, 5. Somebody said, well, if he is the Father, why did he pray the Father? And that's why you need to get on the podcast there of why God became a man, took on a form of a servant. Who is that servant? Well, we're going to see that. Philippians 2, 6. Jesus, who being in the form of God, He is that Christ. He is that Messiah that's going to be revealed. That God that will be Emmanuel, God with us. Sign given to Ahaz. A woman shall conceive, break forth a son, call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Butter and honey shall he eat. Let him know, refuse evil, and choose the good. Who is that? That's Jesus Christ. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah, which is God manifest in the flesh. That's Christ. There... Peter, it says there in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that doctrine of Christ that is essential for salvation says that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into that grace that should come unto you. 
searching what or what manner of time the spirit, God himself, of Christ that was in them. That Christ is that spirit. So proves it right there. When it test signified, when it testified before him, the sufferings of Christ. Not Christ Jr., not a separate Christ. Not a God Jr. Christ himself is Christ. That man Christ, that man Christ is God, the Spirit. But there will be a distinction in the days of his flesh because that man will be in under the law as a natural man in under the law and Adam after the fall. And we know that in Galatians 4 verse 4, in the fullness of time God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. Made in under the law to redeem us that were under the law. Well at that time there will be a separation even though that's God's own body. God's own flesh. The law is still there. That middle wall of partition. Even though that's God's own body. Emmanuel, God with us. The man Christ Jesus as a man, not a God man, but as a man, will have to fulfill that law as one of us being tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin, Hebrews 4.15. And we'll have to pray to the Father showing us the way the truth of the life, even though he is God manifest in the flesh. Yet he's made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2.6, to work only as a man to fulfill his own law. And that will require him to fulfill that law as a man. Therefore, he will pray to Father, glorify thou me. I've glorified you, I'll glorify you again. That's the reason he'll say, my father is greater than I. Because he's in the days of his flesh working in our, on our behalf as our propitiation in our stead. Well, he's still God. He didn't cease and desist from being God. He just made himself of no reputation. Laid aside his glory, a self-imposed limitation so he could fulfill his own law as a man. Oh, the depths and riches, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Christ is that God. He is that spirit. But he made himself of no reputation. He became a man. He took on the form of a servant. Philippians 2, 6, 7 and 8. He was in the form of God. He made himself of no reputation. Christ made himself of no reputation. Took upon him the form of a servant. Made in the likeness of men. God made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God has highly exalted him, given him a name as above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. Well, who is that Lord? Who is this Christ? Who is that servant? Who is this man? Who is this King of glory coming into Jerusalem on a coat the pile of an ass. Who is this man Christ Jesus? Well, we find it in Isaiah 43.10. God said, thus saith the Lord. This is me talking, God said. This is not some denomination. This is not a Pharisee, Sadducee, any other Hittites, Moabites, Amorites, any other ites out there. <laughs> this is the Lord talking. Thus saith the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty, 
Thus saith the Lord. This is God talking. This is the voice of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. You hear that voice, you'll live. And my servant whom I have chosen. Oh, that certainly sounds like there's two there. That servant that I have chosen. Him, that servant. Well, of course, it's to the man. The end thereof seems right, but the end thereof, the ways of death. Because God's given us an immutable truth there. An unchangeable truth. That he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. That is, uh, he states right there in Isaiah 43:10, Thus saith the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know. There's your knowledge. And believe me, don't believe your denominations, don't believe your apostle prophets, or don't believe your uh, bishops or whatever, just because they said they went to cemetery, I'm sorry, seminary. Don't believe that. Believe the word of God. Thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know, there's a knowledge, and believe me, that's God himself, and understand. He wants you to have the understanding that I am he. God is that servant? Yes. He made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 6, to take on that form. Did God become a man? Yes, he did. That's his own body of flesh and blood. The Son of God is the Father revealed. You see me, you've seen the Father. John 14. There he said in Isaiah 43.10, Thus saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. Before me there was no God formed. God formed. Somebody said, well, that means that God didn't form himself. Neither shall be after me. No. He's saying that is me and my servant. There's that man, the servant. Who is that servant? That you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed. I formed myself as that servant. Neither shall be after me. Know that I am God, thy, thy what? Savior. The Savior is God manifest, Jesus. Jehovah's salvation. For me, there was no God for me, neither shall be after me. The Lord God, thy Redeemer. I'm God, he says, and there's none beside me. I know not any. There's no God Jr. up there. Only God. He that believeth God is one. You believe in God, you believe in one God, you do well. The devils believe in tremble. There's only one. Christ is that spirit who manifested Christ in the flesh. That's God Almighty. Now we have the doctrine of Christ. Now Christ is how we're going from each level of glory and sealing to each level. To get to overcomers, it is only in, through, and by Christ, our Savior. Through the Spirit of Christ that's in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that doctrine of Christ has to be understood, believed, and received, because in 1 John 5, verse 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, Christ is God. The Christ is the God that was manifest in flesh. He is the Father revealed. He is the Father 
revealed in the Son. The Son's the Father revealed. Father's the invisible spirit. The Son is the Father revealed. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, God Almighty, who manifests in flesh, is born of God. Is that essential to be born of God? Yes. 1 John 5, 1. You have to believe that Jesus is the Christ. And that's a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That is Christ. That revelation of Christ in 2 John 9, if any man abide not in the doctrine, only one doctrine of Christ, if any man abide not in that doctrine of Christ, he has not God. I don't care how many times they go to church. I don't care how high the steeple is, how much the crushed carpet in the church, the four-inch padded pews, regardless, gang, whatever you have, the orchestras and singing, the dances and everything else. Without that revelation, that person will not make heaven. I didn't say it. The Lord said it, and now he is more than ever focusing to us in the body of Christ, the revelation of Christ. You see, in 1 John 2.20, it says that uh, we know all things, and we know all truth, no lies of the truth. You have an unction from that Christ. You have an unction from that Holy One, that Christ in you. If any man abide not in that doctrine, that doctrine of Christ, he had not God. If the spirit that dwelled in Christ Jesus also dwells in you, houses in you, it shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Oh my goodness. It's a serious thing. We have to have that for the sealing, for sealing God's people. We have to have the doctrine of Christ. That is a fundamental step in Revelation. And he says over there, 1 John 2, 22, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? What's he telling us? He's telling us that most of the churches that say there's a trinity, a second person of Godhead, do not give Jesus the glory of the Father, that he is Christ who is the Father, is an antichrist. Oh my goodness. Well, all you have to do is come out of her, be separated. All you have to do there is get in the doctrine of Christ, which is very simple. 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that has denied, denied what? You denied the Father because Christ is the Father. And the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. Christ is both the Spirit that was manifest in flesh. He is the Hamashiach. He is Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Jesus, the Christ. He is the Christos. He is that anointing God and the anointed, the man. He is the Christ. Without that revelation, without that knowledge, without that receiving Christ in you, the hope of glory, and that revelation of Christ in that mystery, that mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, 
no man will see God. We find that mystery, Paul stated in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. Verse 10 through 12 there, he tells you how to get in it, the Christ in you, by having the body of the sins of the flesh destroyed by baptism. Colossians 2, 12. Now, Colossians 2, 1 through 9 gives us that mystery. We must know that mystery. It's not just enough to go through and say, well, I've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and uh, you know, I believe in, in the oneness doctrine, uh, God was God, but the man's not God, and no, that man is God. Isaiah 43, 10 tells you he is, except you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. If you don't abide in that doctrine of Christ, you have not God, Second John 9. Jesus states there in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am the Father, I am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. That that man is God, not God Jr., not just a body that God was in, but the man is God. The word was made, the Logos, genonomai, flesh, sarka, the whole man, body, soul, and spirit. Not just Soma, where God was in him and robed himself in flesh. No. The Word became flesh. It was made flesh. The Word Logos, Genonomai, was made flesh. Sarka, the whole man. Human, body, soul, and spirit. A body of flesh and blood, rational soul with thought, uh, the thought there, the, the intellect of man, that's the soul, that mind, will, emotions, imagination, intellect, and spirit, human spirit. Uh, they're having communion. Uh, they're conscience. Person from dead works to serve the living God. Uh, that intuition and the human spirit. That was a whole man. The word was made a whole man. Flesh. Sarka. Well, that's Christ. Christ, that man, is Emmanuel, God with us. And that man is God manifest. 1 Timothy 3.16. He is the Lord God Almighty. He is the only Lord God Almighty. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days I'll raise it up. He raised his own body, proving he's God. Declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Who raised him? Jesus said, John 2, I will raise, destroy this temple in three days I will raise it up. Who is he? Well, you find that in 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Well, why does that say that? He's Antichrist that has denied the Father and the Son. You have to have that doctrine of Christ, knowing that Christ is first and foremost is that spirit. Not just spirit, but the spirit revealed, manifest. God manifests in flesh. So therefore, in the mystery of Christ, that's a mystery of God. It's a mystery of the Father. Paul stated it, I mean, directly to us in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. To the full assurance of the acknowledgement of this mystery. What mystery? The mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Not three. God is the Father. God is Christ. In whom are hid. Hid 
that's sealed. Him hath God the Father sealed, Son of Man. That's the Christ. That's the reason why in Matthew 16, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Son of Man's the kingdom office. The I am is I, singular personal pronoun, that he has already and always has existed, is existing, and always will, shall be I at the present. He's God, self-existent, eternal, God Almighty. I am, he is, he is, has been, and always will be. He is the I am. No beginning, no ending, self-existent, eternal God. That I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob shows his his covenant relationship with the with the ones he makes covenant with and enters into covenant with. There, Jesus in Matthew 16 said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Then Jesus asked again, Who do you say I am? Not what other men say. Who do you say? My disciples. Who do you say I am? Simon Barjona said, Thou art the Christ. You are that God Almighty, the Father of glory. You're that one. And Isaiah, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the El Shaddai, the Elohim, God Almighty, the Jehovah Jireh, Yaru, Jehovah the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nisizi, Jehovah Tadishki, knew the Lord of righteousness. Jehovah Rofika, the Lord that heals. Uh, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace. Uh, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. You are all, you are God. You are the Lord. Manifest in flesh. You are God, manifest in flesh. You are the Messiah. You are Je- Jehovah's salvation. That is the Christ, the Messiah that come into the world. You're God that will come into the world. Not a second person of the Godhead. You are God. You are the Father of glory. And that, from to bring you from babies, newborn babes, to that next level of little children, know that revelation of Christ. Can't grow, can't be sealed without that revelation. What is that revelation? That Christ is the Father. He is that invisible spirit. Christ is the Son. Because the Son is the Father revealed. See me, you've seen the Father. And that's the reason why in 1 John 2, 12-14, he said, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You have not only repented that feast of Passover, but you've been baptized, buried with him in baptism, unleavened bread, dead flat, buried with him in baptism, and... Uh, there that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. Romans 6, verse 4. Colossians 2, verse 12. Through the operation of God, through faith, in that circumcision made without hands, that circumcision of Christ, through the operation, God takes a spiritual scalpel and cuts off the foreskin of the body of the sins of the flesh from your heart, your spirit, by faith in the operation of God. God's operation. Not yours. God does. By baptism, Colossians 2.12. Through faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead. How did you get into it? You were buried with Christ in baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4. Colossians 2, 10 through 12. 
in that mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, which is so essential from babes to little children, he said, and I write you little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, not only did you repent, take of the feast of Passover, but the feast of unleavened bread, you ate that flesh of the Son of Man and drank his blood, and being baptized with Jesus in death, and three first fruits, you were raised, just as Jesus was raised from death, so you raised to the newness of life, becoming a new creature. Fourth feast, feast of weeks, feast of Pentecost, seven Shebas plus on the morrow, seven, seven, seven weeks, and on the morrow, Pentecost, and you shall receive that Holy Ghost. How did you get the partake of the first three feasts? Well, you repented. You were baptized in the name of Jesus. You was raised a new creature. Why? Because the body, the sense of flesh was destroyed by water, baptism. And then fourth feast, you ate there the Son of Man, the flesh of the Son of Man. You drank his blood by being filled with the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You have partaken of four feasts. That one over there in Acts 19, we referred earlier, that Paul came upon, said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He said, sir, we don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. And then what were you baptized? You didn't get that second feast of unleavened bread. You missed it. They said, under John's baptism. Well, that was repentance. He goes back, that's that first feast. You haven't done, done the second, third, and fourth feast. You've only done that one feast. You've only partaken of that one eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood in one feast of repentance. And Paul said, John truly did baptize with the baptism of water under repentance. It's just repenting. That's all you've done. Then he preached to them Jesus Christ. They were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And Paul laid hands on them. They were raised in the news of life. And Paul laid hands on them. And they received the Holy Ghost. Spake with other tongues and prophesied. Now they've partaken of four feasts. If you haven't done that, friend, you need to do it. The man who's been baptized with Christ and put on Christ. There's your wedding garment. Now with that said, that revelation of Christ in Colossians 2, that's that mystery. That's that mystery of Christ, that mystery of God, the mystery of the Father, which is all nothing but Christ. He is the Father. He is God. 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11 tells you that. Peter tells us that in Matthew 16. What is that mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ? In whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. There's that ceiling. Hid. Christ gets so. In other words, to hide, to secret. Hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Why? Because the world can never see, because it sees him not, neither knoweth him. But the ones that are called of God, they see that he is the Christ. They're the ones that's going to be used in the work of the ministry. But there are steps to getting there. There are different ceilings to get there. That after you've received the word of God, after you've received it, then you were sealed. And every time you receive that in different levels, which are four, babes, little children, young men, which are overcome, and fathers, four. Paul addresses this 
growing up into him in all things in Ephesians 4 that you be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine growing up in him in all things that's all truth there Peter tells us that Christ is that spirit 1 Peter 1 verse 10 and 11 Paul tells us in Colossians 2 1 through 9 that mystery of God and the Father of Christ there's only one spirit there's only one God there's only one Father of glory who is Christ in whom one person in whom are hid that is Christ all treasures of wisdom and knowledge everything you get if you miss Christ you miss all the treasures all wisdom and all knowledge and we perish for lack of knowledge it's just that simple we don't want to miss out on the ceilings the final ceiling is in Revelation 7 God's getting us there the preparation is now we're discussing the fundamental principles and and the different levels of sealing and growth that is required to overcome and be sealed in our foreheads as servants of God in Revelation 7. This is certainly part, the foundation of it is Christ. He said, let no man spoil you through vain philosophy, rudiments of this world, tradition of men, and not after Christ. We're preaching here Christ. Christ is a spirit, one spirit, was manifest in that one man, that man is God, that Christ is God, that Christ is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. He is Jesus, the Messiah. With that said, Jesus, whenever he said, who do you say I am? Simon Barjona said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. What did Jesus say? Thou art Peter. Simon Barjona, he's going to change his name from Simon Barjona, his worldly name. And he's going to be changed. A name change. Why? Because we're not going to be conformed to this world. We're going to be transformed. He's doing that with Peter. Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Then they say, well, why would he say that? Because he's a man, been emptied out of glory to work salvation as a man. And when he does... He's going to take that law of ordinances, nail it to his cross. He's going to break down the middle wall of partition. Thereby in himself, make him of the twain, God and all mankind, one new man. That man, first beginning of the creation of God, creating all things by him, for him, and for his good pleasure, Jesus Christ, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Who is he? Notice that he says right there, there art the Christ. The Son of the Living God. The Son of the Living God is the Father revealed in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. The Messiah that should come, born of a virgin. Isaiah 7. Notice at that point, Jesus said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. We have to dig deep. There's a wise man and a foolish man. I liken to him to a wise man that dig deep and founded a rock. There's your revelation of Christ. Everything is built upon that. We can know all things. We can know all mysteries. We can know everything and miss that foundation rock and lose it all. We can understand all eschatology, eschatological events in the last days. We can speak with the tongue of men and of angels 
and have not the revelation of Christ and miss heaven. Because 1 John 5, verse 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, he is God that it was manifest, is born of God. That is a necessity, essential revelation. The whole foundation of the church upon this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There we have the doctrine of Christ. It's one of the fundamental foundation steps in sealing that must be obtained to be sealed going on to overcomers, young men, and fathers, which is uh, the final sealing in Revelation 7 with Revelation 14, having your father's name written in your foreheads. Neighbor, don't miss Christ. Don't miss that truth, that doctrine of Christ, which is the fundamental rock. And we find in Deuteronomy 32 that many are going to be surprised in the last days thinking that their rock, the second person of the Godhead, was the rock God Almighty, and they're going to miss it. Their rock not being our rock, that rock being a capital R-O-C-K, why? Because it's deity. That man is God. He is that rock. That rock that followed the, the children of Israel out of Egypt had my name in him. That angel that had my name. That rock, which was Christ. Christ, he smote that rock. That rock is God. That rock is Christ. You smite that rock and it brought forth water the, at the uh, Meribah and Massa where God uh, tried them. They gave them water to drink in the wilderness. Jesus said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He is that rock. He is that Christ. He is only but one. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Mark 12, 29, that is a Shema. That is uh, the foundation most important of all commandments. What is the first commandment? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all our heart, thy heart, soul, and might. Seconds like it, love your neighbors yourself. All this hang all the law and the prophets. The doctrine of the revelation of Christ, the Christology, Christological is not two. Christ is Christ. Christ is God. Christ the man is God. Who's born in the city of David? Christ the Lord. Emmanuel, God with us. In that city of David, Christ the Lord. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty. But he's made himself of no reputation to work salvation for us as a man. And under the law, Galatians 4 verse 4. He's going to fulfill that law as a man. Being tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. Then... As a man, he's going to be glorified back to the Father's own self as he prayed in John 17, 5. Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory I had with you before the world was. I laid aside my glory to be manifest. Now I want it all back. He comes back, Matthew 28, 18. All power, Jesus coming out of the tomb. All power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. That's the reason why in John 16, it says the time will come 
that you will not, not, you will ask me, not the Father in my name, you will ask me. And I say not that I'll pray the Father for you, for all that the Father's given is given unto me. Therefore, I said you shall ask me and I will give it you. There, I don't say Father in the name of Jesus. I put him back before the cross, not giving glory due to his name. He has obtained that name that is above every name, that exalted above the heavens, above the third heaven, the name Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, that all things will be gathered together in one, in Christ Jesus, the mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world in Ephesians 1 is gathering all of them in Christ. That revelation is essential, neighbor. That revelation is essential for going on to overcomers in Revelation 2 and 3 with that sealing have young men that have overcome the wicked one and the word of God being strong in them. 1 John 2, 12 through 14, we find in Revelation 2 and the Revelation, the third chapter of overcomers. They're the ones that hear the word of God and they hear the voice of the Lord. Thus saith he that was dead and alive. Thus saith he that hath the, uh, the seven uh, candlesticks. Thus saith he that was dead and yet is alive forevermore. Amen. Thus saith he, amen. That's the voice of the Son of God. And those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. The time is coming and now is when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. That is to him that overcometh will I grant. That is our next step. But Christ's revelation that he is the Father is essential from going to babes to little children. Where we are now, little children. We what? Our sins are forgiven for his name's sake. 1 John 2, 12-14. And I write you little children because you've known the Father. You know who the Father is. It's Christ. Father revealed. Tune into the podcast. Subscribe to us. We'd love to hear from you as we go on in the fundamentals of the ceiling that will finally consummate in the full seven, full perfection in Revelation 7 that we read about. And they're having the name, that name of the pillars, the name of the temple of God, the name of the new Jerusalem written upon us, a new, a, a new name, a white stone given to each of us. And a new name written that only he knows that receives it. We must receive that. But the first primary foundation that must be an essential for that going on to overcomers is that of Christ. We have to have that fundamental rock revelation. I liken him to a wise man and dig deep. Founded founded that rock and built his house on that rock. On 100% on Christ. When you do that... He likens you to a wise man. We'd love to hear from you. This is Brother Dennis Beard, Sealing God's People. Let us hear from you. Hit subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the channel. And each of the new podcasts coming out uh, will be uh, notified to you. And you will see uh, there each one as we go on in the final sealing and the fullness of the manifest and the manifest revelation of Jesus Christ in and through you, the body of Christ. Friend, we have our gift offer this month. 
gift offer 1001, which is eight DVDs in the Jesus Only Doctrine of Christ, which is essential for sealing going from babies to little children, that to overcomers, and then final fathers. Having their father's name written in their foreheads, I think you'll find it a blessing to you. Eight DVDs, well over two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard, at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code says 75606. That's Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606 or visit our website dennisbeard.org or sealinggodspeople.org request your copy 8 DVDs on the revelation of Jesus Christ mention offer 1001 that's 1001 for your gift of $100 or more and we'll get it right out to you again that's the revelation of Jesus Christ 8 DVDs over 2 hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs over 16 hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of 160, you can have it. Our gift offer for this month is gift offer 10-01-10-01. Request the revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of $100 or more right there at Post Office Box 2906 Longview, Texas, zip code 75606 or the website dennisbeard.org or sealinggodspeople.org. I know it'll be a blessing to you. Until the next time, Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.